Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Men of honor, specifically looking at David, Ezekiel 22 verse 30, the Bible says, I sought for a man among them that should, st- should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. Now I'm not win- minimizing women today. I thank God for every strong woman that God is raising up. The three amens, but that's okay. You're silent because we're talking about men today. But our world needs strong men. Our nation needs righteous, strong men. We cannot be asleep at this hour with everything the world and those who are behind the agendas of the world are throwing at us and our children, by the way. I'm 58 years old. Whatever's happening right now, I'll survive it. I'll thrive through it. But I'm way beyond thinking about myself. I have to think about my children and my grandchildren. And number six is coming on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Another GB. My word. I thought um, when one came, I thought, oh no, don't call me Opa, but now I'm going to have six. No, sick, no, I don't say anything. I just say, oh me. Then I say, oh, another one. Or I say, oh, when, uh, who's pregnant next? Then I'm sure Angelique will be pregnant. And then Chanel in Johannesburg. And then Angelique again. And if I see again, I'm going to have 10. But that's okay. They're all world changes. So there are so many challenges. Listen, men. I want to talk to the warrior on the inside of you. Not the warrior in your mind. The mighty man that God called you to be. The wars and pandemics. Whatever you think about our president, thank God he spoke to Zelensky and he's speaking to Putin. And thank God that men in Africa are beginning to stand up. And I'm very vocal. With the coming elections, we are not going to allow color-coded um, policies Thank you for the three amens. That's okay, because some of you think uh, two rights make a wrong. We have to come against the agendas, my brother, that are trying to steal our children's identity. We raise our children the way God created them. We have to come against the giants of poverty, because if we don't, it will affect all of us. Giants of unemployment, giants of crime, giants of corruption. We can't be looking the other way. So as, as, as men, you study the Old Testament, it, it was men that went to war. I think America is a bit confused right now. But it was men that were called to the front line and to battle and to wage war. And until you don't connect with that purpose on the inside, you're always going to be looking for something else. You were made by God to conquer. And if you're not conquering the right thing, you will end up pursuing and conquering the wrong thing. So you are created by God to be a provider of your home, a provider in society, to be a protector. The fact 
that we are the right capital in the world is an indictment against men, all of us. We can no longer allow it. Doesn't help we blame the government. We have to get involved in our communities. We have to begin with our own policing uh, forums that ensure that women and children are safe in South Africa. Say amen in Jesus' name. We have to deal with the giants in our land and not fall asleep. This is our time. The world is in a, in, a, in a state of crisis. Crisis plural. As men, we are called to be leaders. Leaders in society. Leaders in our homes. King, priest and prophet of the home. Leaders in the church. Not only are the women called to pray, we are called to pray. We have to be mobilized as an army of God. The brothers, everybody, a man say hurrah or hurrah, whatever. We are anointed by God for leadership. As a man, you have leadership upon you. When men are strong, churches are strong. Families are secure. Communities are safe. How a man can rape his daughter, I will never know. How a man can rape an unknown woman, I will never know. I pray that after next year's elections, that the politicians will come to their senses and that the criminals will fear the judiciary system and will fear our police force. That rapist will be dealt with severely. I've said to many um, politicians, I said we need a campaign saying, chop it off. Say so that doesn't sound very loving, Pastor. I'll tell you what, you chop 300 men, every rapist will disappear because no man wants to lose that. I mean, let's surgically remove it. Chop it off. We should not be fearing the criminals. The criminals should be fearing the law. More than ever, we need righteous leaders in our nation that will govern this country. And I believe next year will be critical. Coalition government. And I'm praying that those that serve in that coalition government will be handpicked by God. I don't want to say what else I'm praying because some of them may not live to see that election. Proverbs 29 verse 2, the Bible says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. A lot of groaning in South Africa. A lot of people rejoicing this morning. A little girl that's waking up in a squatter camp. A man that has to sit by the road begging. His dignity stripped from him. We have to change it. Put dignity and honor back on men in society. And it's going to take men to do that. Men who live not just for themselves, but men who understand the hour. Men who will take up the burden of responsibility and change society. So all men can be earners. All men can be providers. All men can have an education. That's the country we have to build. So more than ever, we need men to take their place in the home. Church, get involved. Get involved in business structures. Get involved in mentoring structures. Get involved in teaching. Get involved in caring. Be a man, not just to your family, 
but be a man in the church, in the workplace, in the community. We are the pace setters. Be a man of God on the sport field. Be a man of God in the political arena. Be a man of God in the entertainment industry. Be a community builder. That's who we are. We build communities, get elected on the board, become involved in the school, not just the mothers, but you. Get involved in politics. You be the protector. You become the voice. You become the light. You become the salt. Because that's who God created you to be. You be the one to stand for God unashamedly. You be the one to stand for justice and against all injustice, no matter the colour. Because injustice doesn't have a colour. We stand against all social injustice. Can I have an amen today? God bless you, television audience. Jump to the social platforms. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to stand against all forms of evil in society as men and form partnerships, civil society, the religious sector, the business sector. Align ourselves with politicians that have righteous policies, righteous legislation that are not there to keep themselves in power, but people that truly serve the people of South Africa. Remember the people have the power. I said the people have the power and the people have to show the power next year. You have to go to the voting polls and you have to vote. You have to speak up. You have to stand up. You have to maybe become a ward councillor. There's no telling what God can do with you. As an attorney, why don't you become the ward councillor of that estate, of that area and get yourself elected to the municipality and deal with the lack of service delivery. It doesn't help we sit and pray, let the woman pray, but let the brothers rise and let the brothers go. Come on. Amen. If good men say and do nothing, evil will prevail. So I know it's Father's Day, but we will never be good fathers until we become good, godly men. Being a man, functioning as a man, taking responsibility as a man, thinking like a man, acting like a godly man, working like a godly man are prerequisites to being a good father. You take God out of the equation. No man has any perimeters. No man has any self-control. That's why when we talk about men of honour, we have to talk about the most important thing and that is we need to be men of God firstly. Men that love God, men that honour God. Men like Joshua who said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come Sunday, honey, you dress up and we will show up and we will sit in our seat in church and our children will be taught the Word of God. David was a man of God. He's a man after the heart of God. Five minutes. He's a man that serves the will and the purpose of God in his generation. In Acts chapter 13, the Bible says, And when God removed Saul because he forgot his purpose, he raised up for him David as king, to whom also he gave a testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Oh my word, may God say that about me. May God say that about you. Dolph, a man after my own heart. Clayton, a man after my own heart. No matter what you're doing, you may uh, uh, be a farmer, 
but you are a man after the heart of God. Because if you're a man after the heart of God, you will love people the way God loves people. You will want to please God and you will want to serve God. A man after the heart of God. You will be compassionate. You will walk in integrity. You will be generous because your heart is in the hand of the Lord. And that's what the Bible says. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it whichever way he wants to. If God doesn't have our hearts, man, he has nothing. God needs your heart. I think sometimes strong men think serving God means you are weak. Absolutely the opposite. You need to be a very strong man to serve God because it requires tremendous humility to lay your life down for the cause of Christ. Tremendous humility to serve God when everything else in you wants to go in a different direction. That's why David is noted in the Bible as a man after the heart of God. Why does the Bible say that? Because he's a man who will do all my will, not his will, God's will. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. So yes, he made mistakes. There's not a man that will never make a mistake. But you're not defined by your mistake. You are defined by your getting back up and returning to your father and keeping your heart in the hand of God so that you can be a man after God's heart. Come on, it's not how you fall, it's how you get up. And you get back to your purpose. You get back to your battle stations. And you get back to being that man that God called you to be. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, the Bible speaking about Saul, he says, Your kingdom shall not continue. For the Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. Well, that's a mouthful. Because the Bible says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for a man whose heart is loyal toward him. We know that God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't look at the size of your bicep or the size of your bank balance. He looks at the size of your heart. Whether it is a heart that is after God. And when that heart is after God, automatically that heart will be filled with the purpose of God. And then you cannot live for yourself. You cannot use your gifts and your talents merely to enrich yourself. You are a man that chases after God. And I'll tell you, the closer you get to God, the more you see the brokenness and the more compassionate you become, the more you become the good Samaritan or the good South African. And you realize something has to be done. I'm not gonna be the Levite or the priest and look the other way. I will engage the suffering. I will take care of the orphans. I will take care of the widows. I will be involved in job creation. I will be involved in bringing education. I will be involved in standing against injustices. A man after the heart of God. A man that loves God with all his heart, soul, spirit and might. That is the man that God will use at this hour. And the woman, the man with a womb, wow factor man. I don't know, no, you get yourself in trouble, don't say that thought. So what was it about David that God loved so much about him? I have to go. Number one, he was humble. He's the greatest king ever Israel ever had, and yet the humblest. He never took glory and honor 
and it never got big in his own eyes. The Bible talks about David as he remained a shepherd boy in his own eyes. He's king of kings. He's the greatest warrior, but also the greatest worshiper. He remained small in his own eyes. And I love this in 2 Samuel 7 verse 8. And then King David went in and he sat before the Lord, which we all should do as men, and reflect. And he said, Who am I, O Lord, God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Who am I? What is my house that you have brought me this far? We need to reflect this, man. And the first thing we have to reflect on is our relationship with God. And be those men that love God unashamedly, unconditionally, and passionately. Because I promise you in that place is where you stay humble. It's in that place. Well, actually your humility requires that you go back there or will take you back there. Because humility says, Lord, I live dependent on you and dependent on your grace. I didn't do it myself. This is David. Who am I? You as a businessman, as an advocate, a lawyer, a surgeon, a doctor, you're at the top of your profession. Sometimes you have to just sit and reflect and say, wow, who am I? Apart from those who who inherited great riches, everybody else knows they got there by default if they are honest that they actually had nothing to do with it. They got a break somewhere. Favor. That's why we come back when you sit in your house, when you sit with your children, when you sit in your business, your empire, whatever God gave you, and you reflect by yourself. You say, who am I? Oh God, what is my house? that you've brought me this far. I have to go. But I ask you as a man, so many things I wanted to say, look at all this. Um, A man after God's own heart. You go back to your study, wherever you are, and you go sit before God and you thank Him and you pray those little prayers that matter, that nobody else sees. Vows and commitments and you give your heart back to God. And you make up your mind today. Because the presence of God has already touched you. And vandaag sê jy, ek gaan een man van God wees. Ek gaan nie een man van my traditie en my kultuur wees nie. Ek wil een man van God wees. I want to be a man after the heart of God. And I want to serve God's purpose for my life. So that when I stand before Jesus one day, I will hear, well done good and faithful servant. I pray that God gives you a desire and I pray for all those, many of you that have been so blessed and God's been so good to you that you really will just go sit. Sometimes my prayers are very short. I can pray a lot. But sometimes my prayers are short. If I reflect and sit, I just say thank you. I'm just overwhelmed because I know I deserve nothing of it. It is His grace, His grace, His grace. Come on brothers, give the Lord a praise. Come on. Come on, family, just for a moment, just let's close our eyes and lift our hands. Come on, let's take this moment just to reflect on who God is for us. Come on, just thank Him from the bottom of your heart. Sometimes we do not have even enough words to say thank you. But just try and express it this morning, that we are what we are because of Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed, believers praying. Maybe you're standing in this place 
And as you're lifting your hands, you can't even say that God is your Father. Maybe you don't know even God. Maybe the picture that you have is like the picture that most of us had, that it's an angry God standing in heaven with a book writing down everything that we've done. But as we heard this morning, is a loving Father. He is there for us. That as you are standing there with head bowed and eyes closed, maybe you're saying, boss, I never knew God. Maybe you used to know Him, but things have happened. And maybe as pastor said, things of life became a burden to you and your picture started changing of God and you drifted away like the prodigal son. But God is calling you today. This whole service is here to bring you to attention, to tell you that He loves you more than you can ever imagine. Maybe you're not even sure that heaven is your home, but today you wanna make sure. We cannot leave this place without giving you assurance of salvation. But I wanna say to men specifically, maybe you've done things wrong. Maybe you weren't the kindest one. Maybe you weren't the best towards your children. But come on, as you accept Jesus, He can turn it around. He can help you change and become the Father. Because the Word says in Romans 5.5 that the Holy Spirit is the one that shed abroad the love of God in our hearts. And through that love, it's easy to love others. But it starts by a relationship first. So as every head is bowed and every eye closed, believers praying. If you want to come back to God, maybe you've never given your life, life to Christ, so you would like to make sure. If that is you, just quietly wherever you are, just lift up your hand and say, please pray for me. Come on, slip it up now, hi. In Jesus' Name. Come on, hands are being lifted all over. Come on, thank you for the hands on the balcony. At the bottom blocks. You're on the flank. Come on, if that is you, just lift it up. Say, God. Come on, that guilt you don't have to carry anymore. Maybe you've run away. Maybe as a child you used to serve Him. But in your mind you think the things that you've done, you cannot come back. I want to say to you that God is waiting with open arms. Come on, if you slip it up, you can put it down fast. If you have not, slip it up. Slip it up now. In Jesus' name. Come on, hands are being all over this place, being lifted. Come on, you come back to God. Come on, He loves you. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. Come on, in all the venues that are watching, all the churches, if you haven't slipped it up yet, slip it up now. In Jesus' name. Amen, family. And we want to say to every one of you that's standing in the front, God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And our heart as a church is exactly that, that we want to portray what God has done for us in your lives. And in a moment, we're going to lead you in a prayer. And we're going to trust with you that God's going to come into your heart. And the Word says that if you can confess Him with your mouth and believe in your heart, that you will be saved. And this morning, we're going to lead you in that prayer. And all the venues that are watching, and your life will never be the same again. But we ask you that as your life gets changed, don't go do it by yourself. There's two things we want to ask you. The first thing is allow us to walk with you because there's many things that has happened in your heart, things around you, your surroundings. And we want to help you in that journey because it is impossible, impossible to do this journey by yourself. That is why God brings you into a family. You are part of this family. Pastor Art, Pastor Rita becomes your spiritual parents. And the second thing that is important, we want you to go to your highways and byways, to your houses, to your friends, to your neighbors, and go tell them what has happened this morning. Because you're going to fail a peace that you've never had. 
There's going to come a joy upon your life that you never experienced before. You're going to see as you walk out here, the skies will be brighter. Things will be different. Why? Because God is going to live in the inside of you. So please be so kind in the front just to put your hand on your heart and just pray after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, for this new life that the oldest pass and the newest come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.